Welcome to Pushing Through. I'm Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid BJ Armstrong. And BJ, we are in the down period, the dead period, the R&R period of the basketball time. What is going on in your world? And then we're going to talk about some of the news that's coming out in the basketball world. Well, it's supposed to be downtime, Tate. It's August, and here we are yes. once again talking about basketball. Talking about Christmas Day games, talking about potential yeah. trades, talking about the CBA. There's a lot still going on in the basketball world. Well, the one thing about the NBA, which you have to give them credit, they've really made this a year-round sport. Mm. We go straight from the NBA Finals to the draft, free agency, now we're talking about Christmas Day games in August. Yeah. By the way, six weeks training camp will begin. We got the world games going on right now. We have the world games. So we get all of the international basketball. And of course, to the delight of every basketball aficionado, <laughs> we get the summer league run and who's working out, as mm. they say striving for greatness yes Hashtag. who's putting out the videos who's letting people putting know up, yeah. that they're, we, that they're we get doing it all it. Yeah. so give the NBA shout out my guy rico hines who's got everybody in the gym giving motivational yeah. speeches now we have the players coaching <laughs> <laughs> we i mean this is unbelievable how when you think about the nba every aspect of the nba now is covered yeah you know, we talk about what's happening in the workouts. We talk about what's happening, trade demands. We talk about what's happening, coaches, mm -hmm. international basketball, pro and basketball, right? We're playing the Every, Drew League, the crossover, all these events. Drew League and, and all of these, you know, basketball leagues and the coverage is incredible. You know, we get high school coverage. Yeah. EYBL, you know, Peach Jam, yeah, all that stuff. We're, we're getting AAU. We're getting, we're basketball, basketball, basketball 24-7. <laughs> and here we are. It's supposed to be in the offseason for us. And we're talking basketball. And we're excited about basketball. And we're all, we've already started about who's, who, you know, which teams are going to be the threat to now the Golden State Warriors. And it, it's, it's amazing. Give the NBA credit for keeping their product in front of the consumer year-round. Well, you've said it before on the show, right? There is the, the show, there is the business, and there's the basketball, right? Those are the three phases that we have in the NBA. And the show is honestly the, the real draw right now, right? Because we're talking about Draymond Green's wedding and about who's showing up <laughs> at it. You know what I mean? We're, we're talking about ridiculous things, and it's all about the show, and it's not about basketball, right? I mean, one of the few things that I saw about basketball was Bronny James dunking on some kid in France, and that's still the show, right? That's still like a, a highlight so to speak so the the show of the nba has people's attention it has people talking about what's going to happen next we get the nba christmas day game so everyone says okay let's look at these matchups oh wow the knicks are playing on christmas day that must mean donovan mitchell's going to get traded right and then we get reports that the knicks and the jazz are talking again about donovan mitchell and there's also some other teams like the wizards and the hornets but again this is all the show bj it has right. nothing to do with basketball but for whatever reason, it seems like that is what people want to read about and what people want to talk about. Well, you know, I don't know who I should give credit to for saying this. They don't call it show show. They don't <laughs> call it business business. But they refer to it as show business. In my head, I feel like Big Daddy Kane said that. 
It's a bar for sure. <laughs> for sure. It's a bar. And that's what this is. It's mm. a show business. And I think what separates era from era is the following. Every era of basketball, and this is why I don't compare one era to another, every era has an opportunity to really you know, hold themselves accountable for what that era means to them and how they played and what's going on, you know, in, in, in that particular era. And our era, for instance, the X factor was performance. Yes. That was the that was the X factor. Like it was the final be, it was the final say, right? It was like you can talk and say all this stuff, but at the end of the day, the the play and what happened on the court is gonna dictate the conversation. Yeah. Who, who you wanted to know who was the best? You just waited till the smoke cleared at the end of the year. Yeah. And then you counted up who was the best in that era. And that era, talking about the, you know, late 80s, 90s, it was based on performance. It was played a style, a brand of basketball, you know, that that era had to play to get through and, and really have stewardship of, you know, when you say, what was the 90s like? Well, I think everyone in that era understood if you want to be considered the best, you had to perform. Mm. There was there was showmen in that era. You know, there there was business in that era, you know. But the X factor was performance. Suddenly now, as you watch the game evolve, we're going farther and farther away from performance and more towards the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so you know the show business has always been there the sports and business that's where it connects but the ones who ascended beyond that or took the game teams executives players they understood that performance was the one thing that was going to separate you from the next mm-hmm. from the next organization from the next player so forth and so on Now, we spend a lot of time on the show. (laughs) We spend a lot of time. I would say we spend about 80% of the time on the show. of the time on the show. Mm -hmm. There's about 10% on the performance. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's that's about right. And then, you know, there's about 10% on the business. You know, well, (laughs) this trade can happen, but let's just put it in the... The, the, those trade Let's machine put it in the trade thing. machine, the ESPN trade yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah, the trade machine. Mm-hmm. But the show is probably about 80% of what's going on. We love the trades. Mm-hmm. We don't really, sources say, we don't really verify it. We don't really, you know, research the things that report. We just want to get to it first. Sources say, or have it on our timeline first. And that's kind of the that's the ecosystem that we're in yeah yeah that's where we're at now now would i love to see or at some point you're hoping that it comes back to the performance because believe it or not tate performing is what people want to see i (laughs) i want to go to the game to see competition and my home team hopefully win the game that's what i pay to see yeah but you know what we're paying to see now man did you see what happened in the stands man did you see such and such had a meme at the game who's watching the memes 
Who's watching the? Who's watching? You know, you'll go to a game and we'll talk about one highlight. Mm-hmm. Who won the game? The guy may have. The team may have lost about thirty, but the highlight was the game. Yes, that was the main so, takeaway. It's it's a different era, and I get it. I understand it, but I keep hoping. I keep my fingers crossed to hopefully it gets back to like, hey, like you gotta you gotta play, you gotta perform. Yeah, that's what you know. It's like it's like going to the theater and everyone just talks about what they're gonna do, and they're like, well, we were thinking about coming out here and performing but we don't want to mess up we're not ready today in the crowd goes no problem <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll wait on you on your time yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> i hopefully hopefully <laughs> take your time yeah yeah, take, yeah exactly take your time hopefully this comes back and hopefully it comes back to where performance again will be at the forefront of everything that we're discussing but more importantly hopefully this generation takes the the initiative I want to say to really get back to to the core of what this business is all about. Competition is about performing. Can mm. you perform under duress in a hostile environment? That to me is the core of why we play sports. But it seems to have shifted just a little. Well, I want to absolutely, and I do think the good news is that we did see you know last year with the Bucks and Giannis and that team. I think that was a good. We're talking about performance. We're talking about fifty points in a closeout game. I did think the Warriors this year with their defensive performance and the way that they battled back. Right, we we got to talk about the performance, but again, like you said about the show, goes back to sources say. I saw a report the other day that you know came from Sham, so it's obviously you know sourced, and he said that Kevin Durant is you know mulling over retiring if he has to play in Brooklyn, and then Kevin Durant comes out and says that's the craziest thing he's ever heard. He's not going to retire, and then I think to myself, what little I know of Kevin Durant, the times I've been around him, I'm like this guy loves basketball. There's no way he's going to leave the game of basketball, right? But then you see these reports, these sources say, and then that becomes the whole story. And that's like the world we live in, right? It has nothing to do with basketball. Kevin Durant's a great basketball player. I'm excited to watch him play basketball again, wherever, whenever that may be. But now we're talking about he may retire, and it's all because of the sources say. And that is what the basketball conversation is. So I didn't know if you saw any of that or or the reaction to that, but it just seems to me from the outside looking in a little insane. Yeah, I've been following this story closely because I'm I'm always intrigued with problems. I mean... yeah, we like disgruntled stars. I mean, or like yeah, observing my, my, what's my going on. My wife says I'm crazy because most people <laughs> shy away from problems. I'm like, where is the problem? I want to see how mm-hmm. they are handled. But more importantly, I like to see how people problem solve. That, that's like one of my favorite pastimes. You know, one of my, you know, international diplomacy is probably my favorite hobby is to see how people deal with <laughs> problems you have language, you have culture, yeah. you have all of these different things, and then you still have the problem here, and you got to deal with it. So I've been following this Kevin Durant story. Now, the thing that's been interesting is how everyone is jockeying for a position to get leverage in the trade. Yes, and They're it's all seen, via leaked sources. You know, the, say. The, it's like these imaginary things. It's like, you know, with my, <laughs> my, my youngest son is like, you know, Dad, can you walk me down to my room because the lights are off? Well, what's down there? Well, I don't know. It's dark. I, it could be something down. Okay, so we cut the lights on. There's nothing down there, and then we go through this, you know, from time to time. Yeah. The one thing that's been amazing to me that just it makes me laugh every time I hear it is 
there's suddenly now Rudy Gobert has set the standard for how a trade or what's you have to get back in a trade for the trade to actually happen. Yeah, it's like if you don't get four first round picks, it's not even worth talking. Like, like how did we get there? I just you know like you know I, I it's like I feel like there is a boogeyman down down the down the the hall there, and I cut the lights on. I'm going is is that the is is that the 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 running compensation? Yeah. For it's like now know, that's the bare minimum, and and if you don't do that, yeah, everyone's it's, worried it's that the boogeyman's like, going to point him out and say they're so dumb for, yes, for making this trade. Yes, I mean Tate, you do what you got to do. Yeah, and every situation is different, and right now Tate, every team is set up for the same thing. Not every team, but a majority of the teams. Everyone wants to set up their culture, and I say that with quotes, <laughs> for a disgruntled star. Yes. A disgruntled star becomes available. That can plug and play, basically. You're like, we and, got all and, the and, other pieces, and all you got to do is come here and, and push the start button, and we're and, going. And, and Tate, one of the terms that I really dislike is referring to players and people as assets. Yes. So everyone wants to acquire as many assets as mm-hmm. possible to get this disgruntled player. And then we're going to bring this disgruntled player here because our culture <laughs> is totally different than the other culture, mm-hmm. but it's all the NBA. Yes. But we all work under the same umbrella. Yes. Okay. What makes you think because player X was unhappy over here that they're going to come over there and suddenly be happy. It's it's not going to happen. You are who you are. Yes. That is one of the okay. things that you told me early on in, in this whole and, basketball and, and business. Let me, and let me give you a little secret here. The only thing that allows teams and the governors of these teams and the executives and the players to work together is winning. Mm-hmm. That's the only common denominator that meshes everyone together, right? The players and the coaches have a great relationship because they won. <laughs> the executives <laughs> likes the coaches and the players that he drafted a trade for because they won. Yes. The governor is happy because those players won. <laughs> Look at the Warriors. The Warriors are the, the perfect example. The, ex- <laughs> the executives are like, uh, the governors are like, God, well, we're making a lot of money. We can charge more. The coaches is like, man, I can get a better contract. Yep. The the executives like man I'm not gonna get fired mm-hmm. and the players are like man maybe I can get more money and get I might get years. a max deal yeah. I might get a max deal Draymond Green so yeah. it, <laughs> hey it works trust me on that mm-hmm. now winning covers everything up be going on Twitter and trying to do these other things I'm not sure how well that works. But if you win and you perform and you perform at the highest level, that, my friend, is your leverage. Yes. Because no one will, will dispute the results. And that's what's missing, in my humble opinion. Kevin Durant is an amazing player. Kevin Durant is a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. I will even go so far to say Kevin Durant is one of the greatest scoring guards of all time. I put him right up there with Jordan. Kobe. 
even more so, Kobe. Kobe is right there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kobe is, but there's three that I have that are just like what I, you know. Kobe is incredible. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but when you say one of the, I'm going to say this: one of the elite scores mm-hmm. at the guard position. I have, in no particular order, but Jordan is one. Jordan, I have Kevin Durant, and I have George Gervin. Yeah, I like those three. The Iceman. Okay. And the reason being is because not only are they exceptional scores like Kobe. Kobe was. But they have a unique physical quality that they all had. They had this incredible amount of size mm-hmm. and ability to not only overwhelm you with skill, but they could overwhelm you with their physical abilities. That's just, that's just God given. Yep, they could rise above you, all of them. Kevin Durant is a seven foot two guard. <laughs> There's no work you can't put in work to do that. George Gervin was the first six seven wing player that you just said, wait a minute. Six seven two guard, and you just can't. Okay, you're, you're like, like this guy can move like this. Yeah, it was just like, mm-hmm. and then you had Michael Jordan, who was just physically, he could just overwhelm you. He didn't even have to get to his skill some nights. Mm-hmm. He didn't even have to get to his true basketball talent because physically, he was so far ahead of his time in that era. Now. You said, "Well, what about Kobe? Kobe put up numbers. You can't, you you can't argue his." No, I know what you're saying those three though. Yeah, I was just throwing Kobe out as yeah, I no, you but, were though, but those three to me is just like that's just a, 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 a that's just you can't practice what they were able to do. You don't get that type of size, that type of athletic ability unless it's given. Yep. You know, there's a certain humility when you watch them. You go, "Wow!" You're just looking at the talent going. Wow. Yeah, the definition of gifted. Guys, yeah, those three guys were so gifted to me as two guards in this league. It's just like they're in a different category for me. Kevin Durant is in that category for me. He is that special of a player, of a talent. And he loves to play. So I, I would hope that for Kevin Durant, one – that he can find what he's looking for. I really do. Yeah. Because me too. When you watch him play, when you watch him play, okay, all of this is going on around him and we're talking about this. But you know what I really want to see? I want to see him and Giannis in a seven game series. Same. I want to see Kevin Durant with, with, with the and teams with the teams yeah. healthy and the and the, every, everything. I want to see yeah. the Golden State Warriors and the Brooklyn Nets or whoever, whatever team he's playing. I want to see him play because that young man to me transcends the eras. Right? He transcends the eras of basketball. Why? Because the eras of basketball, it always comes down to the same thing. Everyone says, "Oh, this era is different." This era, no, it's not. It's not different. Why do I say that? Is because we're all looking for big athletes. Kevin Durant, he's not big, like, you know, robust, but he's tall. He's an exceptional talent of an athlete that will transcend in any era. That's a fact. Yeah. And when you see that, you have to say, wow, I just like watching him play. 
Agreed. You may not be a Brooklyn Nets fan, you, but you got to admit when you watch him, you go, man, something's a little different about him. Mm-hmm. So I hope whatever he's looking for, I hope he finds it. But more importantly, I just want to see him play basketball. Same. Because what an incredible talent. And all of this Instagram kind of gets in my way because I feel deprived as a fan of watching a phenomenal, phenomenal player. And you know he loves it. Like, say what you want to, he loves the game. Yeah. And that's what I want to see from him. And I will say, I mean, Kevin won two finals MVPs, two championships, and I think he won on the basketball side of things. And we talked about the three phases that he's trying to win. It does feel a little bit like trying to win the headline game, right? And that is uh, a, a very slippery slope. It's hard to do. It's hard to make. You know, all these guys, I, I feel for them at some level because they are trying to you know, manage their own brands, which is basically themselves, right? I mean, that is, it's very personal, right? Even though they are the, these basketball players, it's still like, yeah. and that is what I think is, is playing out. But I, but like you said, once we get back to watching Kevin Durant play basketball and talking about Kevin Durant playing basketball, that is where I, we want to be in that space, you know, because I, I, he's so gifted and he's so good and it's so amazing to watch and witness when he's playing at that high level. And like you said, we all deserve Giannis versus KD. We really do. We, we deserve well, a seven-game series. You know, Kevin, you know, Kevin Durant is one of those guys. He, he, Kevin Durant humbles me watching the game. It's because, you know, you, 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 you know for better or for worse, Tate, I played in this league. I've had a chance to work in it and work around it, and I'm still working, in, you know, in, in, in the NBA. Curly now is an agent. And, you know, they always ask, you know, you always hear the question, who's the greatest? You know, we all have our, who we, you know, who we like is the greatest. But you know what? Kevin Durant is one of those guys I say, well, you know what? I have to watch the game with humility because Kevin Durant's still playing. Yeah. Giannis is still playing. There's time. There are still things you, you, that are on the table. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, you, and you have to say out of respect to the game, you got to say LeBron James is still playing. Mm-hmm. You're 20. He's still playing. So I watch the game with great humility because these guys, they're still playing. And there's still time for them to go on a run. You know, I, I, you know LeBron is in year 20, so you may say, here, you know, his best basketball may be behind him. But you know what? It's conceivable that LeBron could win a championship this year somehow with this with this group. I mean, it's not it's, out of the question. Yeah, it's not out of the question, you know, like like the Warriors just a year ago. I didn't have the Warriors winning last year, but you know what? They won it. So Kevin Durant forces me to keep watching. Mm-hmm. because phenomenal talents like that, they transcend the time. I don't care what brand of basketball is being played. That's a talent. And that talent, you could drop him off in any era, and he would be Kevin Durant. He would be Kevin Durant. He's that good of a talent. So I, I just hope we can get back to that, and we, and we keep talking about these brands. Here's the brand. <laughs> <laughs> here's the brand just win yeah I, I believe it was Al Davis just win baby that, that's it that, it's, it's simple here's the brand 
just win. And if you do that, all the rest of the stuff take care takes care of itself. I mean, again, look at Steph Curry. The guy, the guy is winning, and now I mean, we're talking about pantheon just, level for him. It, it, it's 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 simple. You know what? The reason in this basketball world we consider Jordan the greatest is because in the modern era, he won the most championships in the modern era. And he never lost in, on that stage. Now, you could talk about Air Jordan. You could talk about all of the things that he did off the court. And he did some amazing things. But the thing that separates him from everyone else, which is undeniable, he has the most championships in the modern era for the modern superstar. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't say he had the most championships. Bill Russell, the late Bill Russell, had the most championships as a superstar. But in the modern era, we have to compare Jordan. That's the brand. Mm-hmm. That's the bur- He did his job on the court. Allow the the you know Twitter world and Instagram world and social media. They'll figure out how to brand you if you keep winning championships. They'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nike and Adidas and Puma and so all a lot of, these of marketing people that are that are there are right a lot there. of smart, incredible <laughs> marketing people that will figure that out. Mm-hmm. I mean, but what we haven't figured out yet is how to create a brand when we've achieved nothing. That's what that's what makes this difficult. You can't create a brand based on potential. We you can only do it on production, as we've learned, and and that's why Tiger Tiger Woods was the last one, other than Michael, maybe Serena too, but like the last right. one where it was like, when I'm winning, and the brand everything just built off of that, right? I mean, Tiger was he was so hyped up going into the '97 Masters, right? I mean, he's playing on a plantation, right? That a place that he's not supposed to be at, quote unquote. And the guy comes right. in, everyone's like. Is he as good as we think he is? Is he this? Is he that? Is he better than Nick Faldo? And he wins by 12 shots. And the hype goes from, it was already at a peak point, and then it goes a million times over, right? And then he and then he wins a U.S. Open three years later by 15 shots, which is unheard, right? And it just keeps going and going and going. And the brand is unbelievable. The Tiger brand is untouchable. But it all started because... He he won and he won big and he won three U.S. amateurs in a row the first time that ever happened right I mean it wasn't just like oh Tiger Woods oh we got to brand this guy and then he then he wins right I mean he won and then he shot to the moon so we've seen the formula before we know how it works it's just funny that uh, it it seems like we we try to rewrite the script but like you said it's simple just win just win that's it <laughs> that's it's there's nothing else really to talk that's the brand yeah like. Everyone wants to be associated with the winner. These marketing people who are incredibly intelligent, they're smart, they have, you walk in their offices, they have degrees, (laughs) multiple degrees. Yeah. But we have to do our part if we're going to get the very best of this new era. I can't wait to see the player who is going to perform with all of these platforms. Mm -hmm. Because 
what are the what are you really going to say other than you can not like that player you can say you maybe don't like that player's style but no one can deny winning that's called respect and respect the fact that I may not win every time, but you have to respect that they show up every time to win. I mean, look at Tom Brady, right? There's a lot of people that hated Tom Brady, but as the years wane on and wane on, the respect level just keeps getting higher because you're like, this guy, I mean, he, he la- he's there to win. <laughs> I mean, imagine that Imagine that concept, T. He's, he or she is showing up to win. Wait a minute, you can't do that. Why not? Yeah. Tate, why not? Like, okay, it's it's impossible to win every game. But you know what's not impossible, Tate? To try. And to believe you're going to win every game. And even if you fail, that you learn a lesson from it and you move on, but you keep the same there, mentality. There, there you go, Tate. It's, 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 um, it's a simple concept, yeah. you know? Quick break to get a word from our sponsors. I know you've been there before. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. No big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Back to Pushing Through. Quickly, I wanted to, before we get out of here, I want to bring up your Detroit Lions. You have your shirt on right now. I'm watching Hard Knocks, and uh, I loved in the meeting, I'm watching episode two, in the meeting, you know, he's calling out guys that were in college that won 13 games, that went to the national championship, and he was like, when you wake up on Saturday, do you think you're going to win? They're like, yeah. He's like, all right, well, that's how we should feel on Sunday. Every single Sunday, let's wake up and expect to win the game. Like and and let's and let's move that way. Let let's be that way. Let's have that confidence about ourselves that we expect to win this game and we're gonna fight you, you know, tooth and nail to make sure we win. And I love seeing that. And I and as a Detroit Lions fan, BJ, I'm sure you love seeing that too. Yeah, you you know, Tate, as a former player, you know, you have these memories and you see things and and I love it when people say, "Oh man, the game has changed." Well. It hasn't changed, to be honest with you. But you know what? Because this generation is seeing it for the first time. We'll, we'll say it's changing for it's them, different. yeah. Yeah, it's changing. <laughs> we'll say that. You know, Tate, the game has really changed. Okay, well, I'll play along. <laughs> One of my fondest memories of playing sports, whether it was professional sports, high school, collegiate, was expecting to win. Like, I found more joy in the bus rides before and after the game than any other part of the game. Mm. Because the bus ride before the game, especially going playing on the road, like that was my favorite thing to do. My favorite thing was the bus ride before a road game and after the road game. <laughs> Probably my 
the absolute absolute favorite but you had to win to really experience it you had the 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 bus ride after the game to the plane that to me is the best 30 minutes (laughs) of life yeah it's like jubilation it's it's the best 30 minutes of life it's 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 the guys the coaches and everyone on the bus ride and it's just like you're riding off in the sunset. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a cowboy. It's like a western, yeah, like, like a, a getaway movie. car, like and then like, yeah, it's like yeah, a cartoon and it's closing hey, out behind then, you. Yeah, yeah and that's right all, out, folks. It, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It was there was something about it, you know. I can re, I can vividly remember showering, getting ready after the game, the the excitement in the locker room. It's just you and the guys. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. It was just the guy, you know, because, you, you, you know, it, there was no media in there. You had like 10 minutes of like joy and then the media would come in and everyone had to put their professional faces <laughs> on. Okay. But you had this 10 minutes of joy immediately following the game. And the coaches were like part of the group and the, you know, it was just like your you guys. And then everyone said, let's shower so we could get on the bus and then tell stories that happened in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, exactly. you know, there's things yeah, yeah. that you are like, Oh man, what happened between you and such and such, man? Why was y'all arguing? Yeah. Oh man, what what happened on that call? Yeah, he called me this, this, and that. Saying, I told him I was about to come back and do that. Yeah, yeah coach was like, man, <laughs> man, I wanted to call this call, but such and such was like, man, you ain't you ain't, you didn't have a hot hand. And he was like, oh man, that's why you didn't call my, you know, there, it was all of this. He was like, dang, coach almost called my number, but you know, it was like, you know, it was all of these games within the game that you didn't see because yeah. everyone was focused on their job and tape. The bus ride after the game, after a win, mm-hmm. was the greatest. Because there was always someone that was going to be like, hey, man, get the ball, boys, get us some food because we's hungry. And, you know, and, and then back then, take guys could drink. So, you know, guys are bringing beer and stuff yeah. on. And it was just <laughs> so much fun on the bus ride after the game. And that, to me, if I could ever do a, a memoir or anything, I just wish I would have captured those moments because you had the, we had the funniest things that happened. Yeah. All of the storytelling that happened during those <laughs> games, because there were things in the game. You just did. You like, man, what was Bill Cartwright and Akeem Olajuwon? What was they arguing about? I didn't see it. Anybody see it? And they're like, no, I don't know what happened. And you're trying to find out. And then Bill comes on and go, hey, man, this is, this is what really happened. You're like, oh, snap. I didn't see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, everybody was like, that's crazy. You know, and it, would be like, and it was always a captive audience. And that, to me, is the NBA. I don't know how we got there, but I, I would love to just yeah. capture those moments. Those, that's the moment I really want to capture. You can watch the game. You can watch all that. But if you could just get me in the, the, the winning team's bus after the game take, yeah, you want to see euphoria. Oh, it, 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 it's the take <laughs> in the finals. It's the greatest moment in sports. Mm. It's the greatest. It's the greatest moment in sports. No one talks about uh, yeah, the game and the celebration in the locker room. Take just you and your guys, which it only happens for about five or ten minutes, and then and then the family comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, they, like you said, you have to put your face back on, but like yeah, you got to put your you know you got to put the face, and then you got to see all the things. <laughs> oh, what was it? What did it feel like? Uh-huh. Let me tell you what. Because in that and that bus ride, they'll take. Oh God, it's it's the great take. The things, the things that were said on that bus ride, 
Say, all right, just the craziest things ever. <laughs> hey, man, what was you arguing with the fan? Man, can you believe this fan said X to the what they say? Oh, you be like, oh, you know what I mean? Take, like, I mean, take, and then you got the car games going. Yeah, yeah, you got, yeah. You, you know, you, you got the coaches asking the players how they want to defend. You know, John Stockton on the screen roll. You're like, hey, coach, man, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to win this car game right now. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, take, it's just pure chaos. I just get excited. I'm sorry to get no, this and you, excited. No, you thrive about in the chaos. That, that, oh, I, like you said I, earlier in I the show, every, like you, you, you run towards the storm. That is, <laughs> I love it. It was the greatest. <laughs> and then the jokes that people are saying. You know, I don't know. Have we had Stacey King on? Have we had no, Stacey we King haven't. on? No, we haven't. We should have him on. Okay. Yeah. Stacey King was perhaps the greatest storyteller in the history of the NBA mm. on the bus ride after a win. Yeah. If you... Stacy King should be he should be hired by every team <laughs> to just document to get on your bus <laughs> yeah. after a win on the road. The guy has the greatest stories ever. He doesn't miss a thing. How he keeps a straight how he kept a straight face for all those years and played is beyond mm. me. But after every game, everyone would run to the bus to hear what Stacy saw during the game. No, seriously. He was it was like stand it was like a stand-up comic for, for 30 minutes to the bus. It was so good that you know everyone would get to the plane and then we would just have to finish Stacy would have to finish the story before everyone would get off after it went. It was it was he was he the the version that you're seeing on television that he does a wonderful job. Yeah, I was going to say Bulls. if you listen to him call a game, you can tell why. I mean, he I mean he tells no, stories that, within the game. That's about five percent of Stacy King. Stacy King. <laughs> that's about five percent. No, seriously, Stacy King on the bus ride after a win. <laughs> he tur- the turns greatest. into like Bernie Mac and just. Oh no, <laughs> it's so funny. You're like you're coming to practice. Like man, did you hear what Stacy said last night? <laughs> No, <laughs> and, and you know what? I got some stories, but I can't say it because you know what? I don't know if he's ready to. Now we got we got to have him on and let him tell him you, with you. You got to have Stacy. Yeah, Stacy is the Stacy is the greatest. He is terrific. But if you really want to enjoy sports, that, that's the greatest ten minutes of sports. Yeah, my greatest my greatest and fondest memories of my career were on the bus ride from the game. To the plane. The, that's that's it. The ride home. That's all, folks. I mean, I like that cartoon image of how it all wraps up after an NBA Finals. That's, that, that's it. <laughs> that's Just like Space it. Jam. That, yeah. That, that, <laughs> well, no. It's, it's Space Jam for your era. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what all the kids know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like a Western car. Like you, you walk into the arena, like going on the bus ride before. It's it's everybody's real quiet. Yeah. 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 You know? Back back then, everyone had their headphones. It's like a right? Josie you know, Wales now, Western, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? It's 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 it's, it's like my guy, uh, Clint Eastwood. You know, what's his name? Yeah, Clint Eastwood. You know, I, you know, you just walk into the arena, everyone's booing yeah. you, and you chewing on a straw. You know, just looking up at yeah. the crowd, just like Ooh, yeah, Armstrong, boo, <laughs> yeah, and you're like we you ready, Pippen, boo. You know what I mean? You're booing everyone. And then afterwards, he's just walking out. And then, uh, you know, there's always that group of fans that's waiting to see the bus and they're just flipping you off. Oh. And it just nothing brings you that level. That's the joy. 
Oh, it's not even joy. It's 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 such it's the satisfaction. Thing. I, I guess, wish but, I would have yeah. kept. That's the only thing I miss, mm. Tate. That's the only thing I miss in the NBA. Well, they that's the only is that bus ride. <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's the only and and you know what I last thing Tate is when someone missed a dunk or did something embarrassing during the game. You just want to hear about it on the bus ride. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's my well, here's one of my most embarrassing moments. Here's one of my most embarrassing moments. It, it, it was so embarrassing. To this day, when I see guys who were on that bus, they still remember it. We were playing in Washington at the time it was the Washington Bullets. And we were it was my rookie year. I'll never forget it, man. I was so embarrassed. We were winning and we won the game playing in the Capitol Center. Mm. And the bus driver, he goes, hey, Armstrong, I need help backing the bus out. Brooke, I need help, brother. So I was like, well, what do you want me to do? He's like, I need you to go in the, in the, in the bathroom and help me uh, tell me back out. So it got like really quiet on the bus. So I was like, Oh, okay. Like, I didn't want to be the guy to say, no, I'm not going to do it. So I went in the bathroom at the back of the bus. Mm. And he locks the door. Oh, man. So I can hear everyone laughing, but I didn't know what they're laughing at because I'm in the door and I, I didn't think nothing of it. I heard him lock it, but I didn't. So he goes, so I could hear, you know, back, beep, beep. He goes, hey, Armstrong, hey, Rook, tell me what you see. And I'm like, I'm looking in the I'm like there's no there's no window in here now everyone is <laughs> so you're locked in you can't see anything and he's asking you I can't, yeah. and, I'm, and tell you, I'm still looking for the window yeah. I'm still and everyone on the bus is going crazy but now yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah, going yeah. they're and like Tate, we got the rookie yeah and Tate I was so upset that this guy locked me in the bathroom. Yeah. And had me <laughs> <laughs> playing this stupid game, yeah. And Tate, I was so Tate, I was so I was so upset. But everyone, everyone thought it was at everyone's expense. So that was my rookie mistake. Yeah. And uh every time I saw him for my entire career, he would ask me to go help him back up the <laughs> back up the 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 bus in the arena so that was my one of my mini bus stories so on the bus that's on the bus with bj armstrong we, we need to get that, that that's book. It. we need to get that book uh, i think that's yeah. i think that's the next thing we need in this media empire we got going here uh bj anything else before we get out of here that was a nice catch-up in the basketball world <laughs> yeah winning winning water my friend what do we do we got to make waves this has been pushing through and we will see you next week